With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at In the Marbles. Our 40th episode, big episode, typical Talladega race, going for a doubleheader at Pocono, and oh Bubba, let's get into it. It's our 40th episode. Couldn't be happier. We're finally doing it. We're getting higher and higher in the play counts. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. Preston, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. The going, big 4-0. Going back to work Saturday, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going that's, back. That's awesome, man. I'm so happy for you, and I'm glad that you're coming back to work. I'm so I'm ready to get out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. Holy cow. It's it's been a while, I'm sure, since you've been out of the house. But uh, it's been like I don't even know, like two and a half well, I mean, I go out of the house every once in a while when I have to. Yeah. But I mean, like being at work it's been I don't know, like two and a half months, I would wanna say. Wow. It's been a very long time. That that is such a long time to be stuck in one place, dude. And it isn't because of COVID. It's because... No, no. You're just the most unluckiest person I know. We need to start like a uh, GoFundMe page for you. Holy cow, dude. Yeah, right. You have no luck whatsoever. Don't don't take this guy to Vegas. Do not. You'll lose all of your money, okay? (laughs) I'm telling everybody at home right now, you'll lose all your money with me there. So if you want to bet on anything, do not go against me. Go against Preston is... Should be the name title of this. But yeah, absolutely. Man, okay, so crazy week. Crazy week since Talladega, since Sunday at Talladega. We're going to skip the news because the news has been full of Bubba Wallace, this news, everything. Yeah. And so we're going to save that for Hey Man. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like everybody's been beat to death and just wants our opinion on it. There's real. I mean, there's other no. Other than that, no news. No, whatsoever. This, this whole 
like you said, this whole Bubba Wallace thing has pretty much taken front I, stage. I can't believe that it's grown to this, but we'll get more into that into Hey Man. So we'll just go ahead, hop into NASCAR, and go from there because I feel like this weekend's race shouldn't be overshadowed by what happened. We had a lot of good racing. Let's get into NASCAR. Green, green, green. And I tell you what, after 40 episodes, we finally learned go with it and yeah. save, save the big stuff for big stuff. But how do you enjoy this weekend's races at Talladega? Well, the Xfinity Series, I didn't get to... I didn't catch the Arca series. I totally forgot. That it. was such a good race. I'm so glad I caught it. We're going to get more into yeah, that. That was missed, a good race. Missed that one, but the Xfinity race I enjoyed very much. I it was slow at times, but it was still good, especially at the end. It was good at times. Justin and Haley I, I really was, got the job done at the end. I thought it was a very good race. Yeah, Justin Haley started from the pole, finished first in stage one. Let's see, finished sixth in stage two. Yeah. What a great showing all day. Justin Haley, Anthony Alfredo, Chase Briscoe, Ross Chastain, Brandon Jones, Austin Sindrick, Harrison Burden, Brett Moffitt, Michael Arnett, and Greg Golding, stage one. Stage two, Chase Briscoe, Michael Arnett, Austin Sindrick, Noah Grayson, Ross Chastain, Justin Haley, Jeb Burden, who had a great run all day, Brandon Jones, Brett Moffitt, and Brandon Brown, but nobody could really stop Justin Haley. He he did such a good job. I thought Jeff Burton was going to have it at first. I thought he was too. And I was really kind of pulling for that. I but, was, you know. and I wasn't. I mean, I, I it was just a good race. I just wanted when I watch Xfinity or trucks to lower levels. I want I want to see the up and comers come right. up. Right, and Justin Haley did a. I mean, a heck of a job. He I did. Say. One of the few drivers who ever won in Cup first and then went down to Xfinity to win his yeah. first Xfinity race. Congratulations, so. Justin Haley. Here's how the top ten. Turned out for that race. Justin Haley, Ross Chastain, great run for him. Jeb Burden, Austin Sindrick, Brett Moffitt, Anthony Alfredo, A.J. Allmendinger, Greg Golding, Alex LeBay, and Noah Gregson. Anthony Alfredo, sixth. Junior, That's awesome. Junior Motorsports, I thought we were going to have a little stronger run there for Talladega. Yeah. Not meant to be. No. It, it happens, though. It's one of those things, that's all. It is, and I, I wish it could have been better, but at the same time, I'm glad to see Justin Haley win. Yeah. I like, I like, watch, I like watching him race. It was a great race. I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was a, a lot of fun. Great <laughs> typical Talladega race. All I can think about is uh, the cup race at this point. Well, there's just so how, much how would you rate? How would you rate? Yeah, it was kind of overshadowed here, but how would you rate the uh, Xfinity race here? I um <clears throat> excuse me. I just went uh, all sevens across the board. Honestly, I went all eights across the board. I thought it was just okay. a solid race. Yeah, and nothing really crazy. It was it was competitive. It was your typical Talladega. It was your typical Talladega race right. where anything could happen. Yeah, I thought it was a great race, and yeah, it's solid eight, mm-hmm. solid eight all around for everything. That's good. Now you go to the cup race. Ooh. <laughs> That's go, a different story. You go to the cup race, and there was a bit of a different story there with the discovery of the news. And I'll be honest with you before we even get into Hey Man with it. When I first heard about it, I was, there was no, who would do this? Right, right. And, and, and the more I thought about it, it's like, how would you have access to it? To the garage. How yeah, would you have so the, the garage is already, you know... Bolted down as it is. Exactly. No drivers, no driver, only, only teams. Very small select teams and officials. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't even think press is allowed back there. No, not that I'm aware of either. You, And, and when that happened, I'm not going to lie, I, I posted on our social media page in the Marbles that, you know, this shouldn't have happened. But no. we want to wait until the investigation's done. Yeah. Then I proceeded when everybody pushed Bubba Wallace down for Monday's start to say, this is what NASCAR is all about. This is what NASCAR means to me. It should be a unity. This should be a point of unity, not anything else. Mm-hmm. And I, that was all organic. I loved seeing that. But then you get to the, and, and I even said in the post, you know, this disgust, this disgraceful act shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And turns out it didn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we found that out after Talladega, but everybody was focused on Bubba. But yeah, we'll get more into that. Into So weather delay, 
for Sunday, moved into Monday start, and even then we were had a little bit of a rain delay there at the end of stage one, which Tyler Reddick ended up winning. Tyler Reddick, Alex Bowman, Joey Logano, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, and William Byron, top 10 in stage one. Mm-hmm. I thought stage one was a lot of fun, but stage two was more fun because everybody thought rain was coming in again. I was listening to uh, a, a couple of different teams' radios, and that's what the talk of the town was, was, yep. hey, we got rain a decent ways out, and it was just almost the entire stage two. Hey, I think we're going to be racing the rain here, and it was... And stage I thought it was, was a lot exciting. more better. So stage two goes like this, and it ends up, we finished all 500 miles there in Talladega. Stage yep. two goes like this. Ricky Stenhouse, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Brad Kozlowski, Christopher Bell, was having a great run until the end. Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace, Cole Custard, Chris Busher, and William Byron for stage two. Now the race, coming down to the end, typical Talladega, bunch everybody up, green-white checkered. Yeah, and, of course, there was a lot of communication of, uh, hey, some guys aren't going to make it. There was a lot of fuel talk. I think Brad Kislowski ran out of fuel because yeah. even Caroline was – what happened to Brad? Yeah, things were getting real uh, hairy for a second oh, there. Oh, jeez, it was. <laughs> and, and, and what's crazy about this Talladega race, there were more lead changes in this race since back in the tandem era. Over yeah. 50 lead changes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a win for this package. Yeah, the, they slowed down the cars, I think, by – it wasn't much with that no. Taylor Spacer. Mm-mm. But I couldn't really tell a difference in the quality of racing no. from the Daytona 500 to here. Very competitive. We'll see what Daytona brings with this rule package because right. Daytona this year used last year's restrictor mm-hmm. play package or tapered spacer package, I should say. Yeah. And Talladega, I think, didn't disappoint. Great race. You enjoy it? It was a good, like I said, great race all around. It was now, I mean... Aside from the rain, which I think we might have a debate segment about the rain at some point in this episode, too. But oh, okay. Yeah, definitely have something up for debate that I would love to ask the fans at home, too. So, But, I mean, other than waiting it out two days for rain, I mean, the race was still great. I mean, you get to Monday evening, and like you said, we're, we're racing what we thought was rain in stage two, and then never came, and we got to finish yeah. the entire race. But, I mean, it was good Talladega race from start to finish, all the way up until the end. Like we said, we just talked about the whole gas mileage thing, and we thought guys were going to run out. And what a, I mean, coming right down to it, I mean, you had, uh, I definitely thought Eric Jones was going to get it on the outside with um, who was pushing him, John Hunter Nemechek. Right. And then Ryan Blaney moved up and knocked him into the wall, and Blaney beat Stenhouse by just a fraction of the nose there. Just exciting overall. And the fact that Eric Amarola came across backwards backwards to is still third. finished third that i thought was... john henry nemechek was going to have a shot to win yeah blaney kind of did eric jones wrong there hitting him but hey you're coming down to the win you got hey. and, and joe and blaney hasn't had a win this year no until talladega congratulations to him ryan blaney wins here's your top 10 ryan blaney ricky stenhouse jr eric Almarillo finishing backwards first time i've ever seen that <laughs> denny hamlin eric jones chris busher alex bowman john henry nemechek great run and finish for him Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick rounding out the top 10. Jimmy Johnson, I thought was going to be up there to win it. Got spun off the front of Kevin Harvick. I would have loved to have seen him win. Mm-hmm. But a uh, great overall run. A couple, couple wrecks there at the end. Took out a lot of contenders, I think. Marnie Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, who's having a great run. That's what you're going to expect in those type of races, coming down to the wire like that. Yeah. So here's how I rated the cup race. A bit different. Then the Xfinity race, memorability nine, very memorable race. I never, like I said, we've never seen Eric Almirola or anybody for that matter finish backwards, or at least I haven't in my twenty something years of watching NASCAR. Yeah, unpredictability eight, competitiveness eight, excitement eight, and intensity eight for overall rating of eight point two. I thought it was that good of a race, just a smidge better than the Xfinity, but that's to be expected. I feel right. How would you rate the race? I went straight across the board again, but this time I went eights. I even put memorability at eight. I mean, it was a memorable race, yeah, and I would probably maybe include the pre-race in there as well. I mean, just to see what... The pre-race doesn't really make or break the race for me. Yeah. But I would, again, say that it just really wasn't... That 
didn't take away anything from the no, racing. It was with me. kind of like I said, you know, there's not a section in the fan council for no pre-race festivities. Pre- yeah, so <laughs> overall, I mean, I would just all eights across the board. It's almost kind of like a typical Talladega race. All right, and you missed, I think, probably the save of the year, save of the century, save of the decade in the ARCA race. Michael Self racing for the lead, coming down to the wire, handful of laps to go, going into turn three, gets turned, saves it. He was over 100 degrees from pointing forward. So, nine, yeah, he was about maybe 95, 100 degrees mm. going the other way. I thought this was it. Saves it. Finishes fifth. Wow. Where where did that... Oh, so... That it was at Talladega. It happened a handful of laps before... The finish. Okay. Of the ARCA race. I thought it was like the last lap or something. No, it was such a good... It was like three to go. Okay. Two to three to go. And I thought that was... That's what made it memorable for me. Right there. But top ten of the ARCA series goes like this. Drew Dollar, which is the most racing name I've ever heard <laughs> wins at Talladega Ryan Repco finishes second Brett Holmes finishes third Riley Herbist finishes fourth Michael Self with that save fifth Tad Moffitt sixth Haley Deegan seventh Jason Kitzmiller eighth Sean Core nine and Ed Pompa tenth interesting names especially the first you two. don't hear these names no. because all through the telecast guess who they were I would just give you a guess in the shot in the dark who they were talking about probably Haley Deegan Haley Deegan <laughs> the whole time they were talking about Haley Deegan look right. at her she's doing great it's a, I, it was one of those races to me it was kind of boring but fun at the same time I really enjoyed the race mm-hmm but they weren't all in a pack like you would think Talladega. They were all in line. And there were only seven cars on the lead lap. I mean, there weren't really that many. Let's see here. On the lead lap, yeah, seven cars on the lead lap. Oh, that's... It, um, which is something you don't hear as far as I know at Talladega. But those seven ran up there. Congratulations to Drew Dollar. Drew Dollar. Awesome race. Again, eights, eights over the board for everything. I'm so I can't get over Drew Dollar, and that's okay. You can't because you know what I like Drew Dollar. What was the guy in second place's name again? Ryan Repco. Interesting. Drew Dollar. R- Ryan Repco. R E P K O. Hmm. And if I'm butchering it, you guys that are longtime fans of this show know that I can't read. <laughs> well, my wife will be the first to tell you that. Ryan. But overall, eights for that. I thought Talladega was a awesome success. Yeah. Through everything. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait till the doubleheader at Pocono. Now, I've been looking forward to this doubleheader for a long time. We've seen a lot of doubleheaders in this season already due to the COVID-19. I, how, how, far, how, how are you looking forward to Pocono? What are you looking forward to the most? Um, the fact that we're going to go racing back-to-back days instead of having it on a Sunday and then Wednesday. I think it's going to be interesting that we get to do see two straight Cup Series racing days, but then we also are squeezing Xfinity and Trucks this weekend as well. I, it's so going to be a lot, a lot, a lot cup, going on. Yeah, two Cup races, an Xfinity race, and a Truck race. Looking forward to all three of those, or all four of those races. Can't wait. I just I can't quite remember what the distance is on both of those. I races. I think it's for the Cup race. It's three hundred and twenty-five miles and then three hundred and fifty miles. Okay, so it's. So it's not going to be a long race for those fans, but I think this will be a fun, and I wish fans could be there. I'm so upset because I, I used to go to Pocono all the time. Mm-hmm. And if I was caught up in that thinking, I'm going to go to the first doubleheader for NASCAR in a long time and get that taken away from me, I'd be upset. <laughs> Personally, I'd just be upset. <laughs> that's just me. All right, Preston, that's all I got for NASCAR, ARCA, Again, we're not. We're still waiting on Formula One and Indy to start packing up or picking up weekly. Yeah. As far as news, folks, stay tuned for Hey Man. I think you're going to enjoy it. But now we're going to get to that segment of the show, and I've been looking forward to seeing this movie for a long time. Our movie review for our 40th episode of In the Marbles: Ford versus Ferrari.
Ford versus Ferrari is one of those movies that I think every race fan needs to see. Including me. Including you. Including everybody. And I wanted to see this back in November when this came out with my dad. It just didn't work out, but I wish we did. Great movie. It's about It, it focuses around Ford's competition in auto racing. They're already in NASCAR at this point. But what Ford wants to do is expand its horizons in a sense. They want to go out and instead of, for lack of better words, attracting the local yokels at the regional <laughs> sports of NASCAR, they want to get the... James Bond girls and, you know, the girls, you know, they want to look like they're a classy organization. Okay. So at first, this guy named Lee goes up to, pitches this idea to Henry Ford II and says, we need to buy Ferrari. Ferrari at this point was not doing well financially. They're broke. So they had the idea, let's buy Ferrari and they could, we can make money off these because these guys make quality vehicles. They could, they have a lot of success in auto racing that's the image we want. Enzo Ferrari said, hey, I want to race in Le Mans. What do you think of that? And they said, no, you can't do that. And he said, you know, you're pretty much insulting me as an Italian. Get out of here. So they go back and they decide we're going to make our own Le Mans team. And they get the help of Carol Car- Shelby, Carol Shelby yeah. who won the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and said, we want you to do this. And they enlist the help of Ken Miles, who is a race car driver from Britain. And Ken pretty much teams up with Shelby, and they build a car. But then Ford says, we don't want someone like Ken representing us. We're not going to have him race. So after they entered in Le Mans, they didn't do so well. They did everything the opposite of what Ken's saying, you know, save the car, don't do this, don't do that. And they ended up losing everything. And they come back and say, okay, we want you. Uh, There's a lot of politics in this movie. Yeah. But the really cool thing is, and I'm nitpicking, I'm picking at strings here. They said, we're going to go to Daytona, run the 24 hours of Daytona. If Ken wins, he goes to 24 hours of Le Mans. Okay, agreed. So they get there, and I'm looking at the track of Daytona. And, of course, I'm nitpicking. Something didn't strike me right. Like, that doesn't look like Daytona walls. Oh, boy. And I'm looking at the track, and I don't remember there being a pit wall separating the track from the pit road Yeah, at Daytona ever in its history. Those grandstands don't look right. That garage doesn't. They're in California Speedway. I knew you were going to see that. They're in California Speedway <laughs> saying, this is Daytona. It's like, at that point. That's. And as you know me. Insulting. I, <laughs> this is almost like Days of Thunder. <laughs> it was just like Days of Thunder. Hey, we're at, you know, Rockingham Speedway. And there are the tracks. Or Bristol. And there are the tracks there. Yeah. Of Daytona. It's like, can't fool me. No. I knew you were going to say California. That didn't take away from the movie, but I thought that was pretty funny. Right. Just how, uh, you can't get a one-up on me. I don't even even need to double-check that. I I know you're wrong. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to give away the ending because I thought it was such a good ending, you know, and and different ending, political ending. Let's just say that. But overall, great movie. And I think for the second or third time here and in the Marvels, Five lug nuts. Go check it out. Worth the price of admission. Worth the renting it. In fact, I was watching it at work, and a thunderstorm came through. And halfway through the movie, we lost satellite signal. Ah, so I had to wait till I think midnight to watch it again to catch up, and then finish it. So I finished it around two in the morning. Totally worth it. Go check it out. Ford versus Ferrari. That's dedication right there. Gotta love it, man, and I wish I would have seen it sooner. I'm glad I saw it. And now we're going to get into a very anticipated, I feel, Hey Man. Hey Man. Hey Man. Again, we're doing stuff differently here this week because this has all been in the news. This is the news of NASCAR. This is the news of auto racing. In fact, this is the news of every major sports network, every news outlet, everything that has been going on revolving around NASCAR, whether it's Adam Stearns, Jeff Gluck, everybody, the news found in the garage. Yep. Again, when I first heard about it, I had my doubts, but I didn't want to jump the gun because what if some local race fan which there in Talladega, they were very opinionated 
on their thoughts of NASCAR, protesting, driving down I-20 with Confederate flags. Some guy even went as far as taking an airplane and flying it over Talladega Super Speedway mm-hmm. with a Confederate flag with a little banner that said, defund NASCAR. Then I heard a crew member found the noose in the garage. Now, my first impression was, my gosh, how can this happen? Somebody's taking this a bit too far. Yeah. We, but again, I, we posted some stuff on In the Marbles. Didn't want to really say anything because heaven forbid we say, oh, this is nothing. It was a mistake. And it turns out that somebody maliciously did this. We look like idiots. But then if we say, yeah, somebody did this, how dare they? And go on and on like a lot of people took the bucket and ran and have egg in our face. I wanted to avoid that. Somewhat I didn't, but I feel like we did a good job here. Oh, it's it's so crazy now because now it's turned into a whole thing of its own. Everybody is out there commenting on this. Everybody has a comment about this. That, to my knowledge, aren't NASCAR fans. It's just yeah. the agenda that's being pushed. Again, we're going to try not to get into politics here. No. But holy cow, Preston, I got to hear your point of view on this because I don't think all week we've talked once about this. This whole situation is really... Odd. So I'll start from, we'll start from Sunday here. So what was really odd was when the articles that came out about it, in the articles it was said that it was discovered on late Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So at first I wasn't thinking really anything of it, but man, this is just, this isn't even right to begin with. I saw it and I was like, I mean, like if this is for real, like this is just not even right. And then yeah, we get in overnight next day and we learn that, a lot of people were commenting everywhere saying, oh, you know, Bubba's just doing this on purpose. Right away, people and, were all yeah, accusing people were like, him of oh, this. Yeah, people this is a hoax. You know, conspiracy theories are flying left and right. And a lot of these people aren't, a lot of these people who are not NASCAR fans don't know that the drivers aren't allowed in the garage area right now to begin with. Right. So then when it came out that um, Steve O'Donnell was the one that told Bubba about it, Bubba did what he had to do to react, which I don't think, what what was really going through my mind is I don't think Bubba was really given all the information right up front right away. I don't think anybody was. So Bubba did what he was supposed to do, which is react to it. And then we saw that all the drivers and teams and everybody got behind him, which is what they're supposed to do. Which is, which was 100% generic. Right. That was an idea by Kevin Harvick to push him out there to show solidarity. Yeah. And I don't think if it, if, if it was anybody else but Bubba Wallace, I think it would have been... The same thing. Mm-hmm. Solidarity in the sport, their community, their tight knit. There isn't 40 players on one team. There's 40 players, period, on the field of play in NASCAR as yeah. far as drivers. Uh-huh. So it's a bit tighter than the San Francisco 49ers, let's say, who play football. There's You got, like, what, 60 guys on the roster? Uh, I think it's... Almost close to 100, I think. You know, but it's not all lot. of them are on the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. The point is, it's a... Tight knit community NASCAR, but go ahead. So we get to that point, and that happens, and then you know it comes out more and more that oh, after the investigation, turns out it doesn't appear to be one. There's no hate crime, right? And then I was right before that, I was already seeing pictures on social media. Yeah, I started seeing the circulation like you're seeing. It's like look at this, look at this. This is the same door from Talladega last year, and then they came out and said oh. This kind of type of thing has been there since at least the fall race. At least the fall race, yeah. And as we get further into it, then, you know, they say, oh, you know, it's just what was going through my mind was, first of all, why did it take late into Sunday before we found out? People were like, oh, they, somebody just went in there and did it. Like, the teams load the cars into the garage area the same day as the race in the morning. You can't tell me that somebody went all day long. And didn't notice it. Did not say anything or notice this rope that pulls a garage door down. I'm not saying that it wasn't a noose because now they're kind of backtracking saying it is, but there was no hate crime to it. It was just a mistake, a 100 big mistake. You know, but in this climate, to me, better safe than sorry. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. And really bugs me. And I, I, I don't want to make it sound like that I am just bagging on NASCAR here, but I feel like they didn't do their investigation thoroughly enough before calling the FBI in, Yeah, which 
I'm pretty sure it was like upwards of like 15 agents that came down, but I don't think they did their work enough because now this is making Bubba look bad when in terms people should be saying that NASCAR looks bad because somebody didn't go down there after they were contacted and go down. NASCAR should have gone down their own investigation. And then I, I think they were really quick to jump the gun, which is a good thing. That's what they need to do. Well, in, in the sense of jumping the gun to me, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. NASCAR's backtrack, and, St- and Steve O'Donnell said, we should have said it was an alleged noose. This is an alleged incident, not yeah. this is a noose was found. Because to me, somebody went in there, just based on what I heard Sunday, my imagination going crazy, somebody mm-hmm. walked into the garage Sunday and said, I don't like Bubba Wallace and what he stands for, had a noose ready and put it on his car. I thought that's what they made it sound like, too. That's what exactly I thought of right. when a noose was found or hanging from the, yeah, the, up the, in the, the support beams. Yeah. The further we got into it, and NASCAR reacted like I expected them to react. Was it right? Absolutely not. Not to my opinion. No. And it was easy to fall into the trap at that time because everybody was saying the same thing and everybody was reacting the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think given the climate of our country at the moment, a justifiable reaction. But then you get into the weeds of it, and they should I mean, they shouldn't have reacted the way they did, but they did. We're going to beat that horse on the reaction of NASCAR. But then where does the focus go? Nobody's talking about NASCAR. Everybody's looking at Bubba Wallace yeah. saying, you did this. You set this up. You coached the person to tell, tell them it was a noose. Kind of a look at me type thing. Mm-hmm. Comparing him to Smollett, who yeah. staged a hate crime of his own a couple of years ago, turns out to be false. People comparing that to that, it's completely different. Right. Again, Bubba didn't see it. They, they approached him saying, we, we found something in the garage. We're investigating. Yeah. Now, Bubba's trying to dig himself out of the hole, but a lot of people, he feels like he's digging himself deeper. I don't want to fly so far off the handle on this one. And like, I really, I really want to, honestly, I really do. I'm going to just, I'm going to say it straight up. I think NASCAR officials are to blame for letting this thing get so far out of hand as in like, they didn't come forward and make sure that, you know, when they, they didn't do, like I said, they didn't do a thorough enough investigation to look at it instead of just, Oh, hey, this is what we got. We're going to have to run with it now. I mean, did they not notice it was attached to a garage and went, That's in, oh, that's, wait a minute. That's the thing I'm thinking, too, because, first, like I said, first of all, why did it come out so late in the day to begin with? And then this happens, and now Bubba, people are saying, Bubba, it's in, I had someone ask me, they said, do you think that somebody on the inside of NASCAR is doing this as a setup to try to shame Bubba, you know, put him out and everything because of him asking in support of banning the Confederate flag. And I was like, first of all, that's a bold move. That's yeah. I said first, that is very bold to even think of, but NASCAR would not even think to do anything like that because NASCAR is all about inclusion at this point. At and they this have point. Been yeah. For years that they've been trying yeah. to do that. So I was like, there's no way that they're backtracking NASCAR on would this. be trying to backtrack, sabotage their own sabotage, plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sabotage something. And so, when this happened, I thought, man, this is great. NASCAR's, you know, all about it. Hey, we're throwing it out there. This is happening, and we don't want this in our sport. They're being that's very transparent, maybe too transparent. Exactly. And so I was like, man, that's great. And then 
it comes out to be nothing. And then Bubba's and what really bothers me is that Bubba after Monday was still going to bat for NASCAR saying this was a news, this and that. And then a day later he's backtracking and said, it was just a mistake after all. Like, was it a mistake or not? Like what we all I think we're to talking to the wrong party here. It, it was in Bubba Wallace's pit and it happened to be going on during this climate. We need to be talking to Steve Phelps and yeah, about this. It's like, what made you react to it like this? Why did you react to it like this? And I want to know what O'Donnell really told Bubba at first. Because like I said, I don't think O'Donnell gave him either he didn't have enough information when he was telling Bubba or he just didn't give him everything at once. And I just, I feel like NASCAR is kind of screwing the pooch on this with Bubba because people are thrashing Bubba again. Yeah. Saying that, oh, it turned out to be nothing. But he was the one that was told. What's the guy supposed to do when he's told? Yeah. Not react. And it's such a 60s, but I think this takes away from this. I don't know if you follow Jesse Wuji on Facebook or Twitter or I Instagram. Do. I just, I, I haven't seen anything from okay. him. So there's this website out there, a NASCAR fan page on Facebook from what it looked like. I forget the name offhand. Who posted a picture of Jesse with the caption, what a stupid N-word. Mm-hmm. Well, that pissed me off more than the suspected news. Nobody's talking about Jesse Awuji. Right. For one, he was on the show. I, you know, I'm going to say we're fr- I'm friends with him, but you know, I stay in contact with him from time to time. He was on the show, graduate of Annapolis, naval officer, truck driver, multiple and races cars all the time. That made me more mad than this news. But nobody's talking about this because it isn't Bubba Wallace. It isn't the top tier NASCAR. Yeah. So I texted Jesse on Monday when this whole thing was still going on and said, really don't know what I can say about what you were going through, but I have your six. No American, let alone, let alone a naval officer, should go through that. Which he replied, thank you. That makes me more mad than the news. The news was a mistake. Let's get over it. Yeah. Well, let's look at Jesse now. And let's look at why Jesse's not being in the spotlight. Because of that action by whoever did that. To me, that, that makes me more mad than what Bubba's going through right now. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put the picture on YouTube so everybody can see it. I'm not going to post it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. No, I am absolutely not going to do that. But I'll put it on YouTube. I'll blur it out. But that fact that that happened, but nobody's talking about that. But we're talking about, we're still, I'm still getting messages from everybody, everybody at work, everybody doing everything about this incident this mistaken piece of equipment that was admitted to by the wood brothers team yeah and imagine being that guy going up to the nascar and fbi going hey i know something about that why because i did it when last october during the fall race imagine being that guy Mm -hmm. like i'm so sorry i just tied it to pull down the door i mean yeah innocent mistake to me innocent mistake right I mean, who would have known that Bubba was going to have that garage stall anyways? Because when NASCAR comes up, they go, okay, here's they, your garage, here's your garage. Yeah, here's they just your, assign it right they, then and there. And, of course, people were criticizing NASCAR. You didn't go through it, and you didn't check it out. You didn't do anything. Come on, man. And and so I want to. Uh, there's some comments that I found on Twitter, and people, like somebody said, you know, NASCAR is letting Bubba get wrongly crucified. And this was replying to NASCAR, this this person was trying to address Steve O'Donnell, and he said, NASCAR is letting Bubba get wrongly crucified. Steve, you can be proud and also acknowledge your rush to publicize. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can be proud and also acknowledge your rush to publicize that has put Bubba in a compromised position at this point. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And then somebody said, I do think NASCAR needs to own this more and make it clear that Bubba had nothing to do with any of this. He was only reacting to what he was being told. And so what I'm thinking people... and. I, I can tell you right now what I think some people already think. They're thinking NASCAR was using this when this happened. And NASCAR, I bet people, there are conspiracy theories out there that I'm sure you've heard it. Mm-hmm. People are thinking that when NASCAR saw this, maybe they did do an investigation, but they said, hey, we might be able to take this and run with it and attract more people into the sport. And then guess what? It backfired. And now all these people are like, you tried. You're doing it wrong. But now you're messed up. The president of NASCAR... Steve Phelps went on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast months ago, trying to talk about how to bring how they were bringing in fans, 
and they're saying we chased a lot of old fans out to try to gain. We chased 10 old fans out to try to bring in one new fan. And this is kind of parallel to that because you could look at that and go, you're, you're not trying to bring in new fans. You're pushing out old ones. You're making yourself look bad, NASCAR. NASCAR needs to stop. Yeah. They need to just come out and say, we were wrong. Move on to Pocono. Mm-hmm. Bubba needs to say, it was a mistake. I'm ready to move on from this. Quit yeah. digging yourselves in the hole. Dig up. Get yeah. out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, NASCAR is in big trouble. Bubba Wallace Spy Association is in big trouble. And there's really nothing right now except shutting your mouth or making one last statement that we made a mistake and moving forward. Yeah. But keep your mouth shut. Shooting yourself in the foot, NASCAR. Yeah, and it, it doesn't it didn't and it did not help that a lot of fans in NASCAR were when they were jumping the gun and saying, Oh, this has to be a hoax and then people are like, This is exactly what we were talking about before about how the fans of NASCAR are just so simple minded and you have a lot of people that are being racist, and I did see a lot of people acting like and that. And at first, and it was like that. That ups- that upset it, it, me very you much. You know, it, it made me feel embarrassed to be from Alabama. It just happened to be in Alabama, but then a little intel one on one here. Let's investigate it a little more before we jump to conclusions. Yeah, let's wait and to see what happens. Then you start seeing the messages from Bob Pacres and the photos coming up. That wasn't a noose. <laughs> yeah, and. And now NASCAR's, oh no, are we committed or do we just let it go? Well, what NASCAR did, I feel, was went over to Bubba and went, this is about you, here you go. And what, and what led me to believe when it came out, what led me to believe that it could have been happening, you know, people said, oh, it could have been a fan. No, fans can't, aren't nope. allowed back there either. And Unless he was a super secret squirrel. Yeah, and so somebody said... Um, could have been somebody in the organization that did this. Somebody, a team member. And, and I came across an article that talked about how this isn't the first time that something like this in NASCAR would have happened to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think it was back in the 60s, Wendell Scott won a race. Oh, yeah, he won a race. And but he never got the trophy. He never got the trophy and because... NASCAR gave the win to somebody else, even though he won, like, you know, he was ahead by two laps, I think it was. Yeah, I remember that. And then there was... Part that, of history. Then there was an incident, incident uh, in the 90s at New Hampshire where a couple of uh, crew members from two different teams approached another guy from another team who was black, and they were wearing KKK hoodies, and they were calling him a bunch of names. And it was in the Cup Series. I can't quite remember whose teams it was. I think one of them was Terry Labonte's team. But it was just a couple. Right. So, I mean, when somebody said it could have been inside the organization, after hearing yeah. about all this, I'm thinking, I mean, it could have been. But in 2020, in the, under the climate we're in, ooh, that's gutsy. Yeah, that is. You have to believe in whatever twisted, right stuff you believe in in order to even attempt that. Mm -hmm. Let's just say this: I'm glad it's for me. It's over with. Quit talking about it. Don't go to Pocono this weekend and take away great things from the Truck Series, Xfinity, and the Cup Doubleheader that I've been looking forward to for a year now. Yeah, because of this. Don't talk about it, Mike Joy. Don't talk about it, Jeff Gordon. Nobody talk about it, and it will go away. I would say the same thing about the media, but everybody's going to have their two cents. Everybody's already had their two cents, and now it's our turn to have our two cents about this. Right. Let it go. It was a mistake. I wouldn't even say it was a mistake. It was not unintentional. It was meant for one thing. It's meant to pull down a garage door handle. Take from that what you will. Let it go. NASCAR, let it go. Bubba, let it go, everybody. Yeah. It's done. Move on. We're good. you got to move on. There's no way you could dwell on this because then – we're going to be in this repetitive cycle where something's always going to be fishy or NASCAR's not going to do stuff right or NASCAR jumps a gun and you start that trend, you're going to make a lot more people mad at you than they already are. Yeah. For one reason I or another. completely agree. So, I mean, you have anything else about that? Nope, that's pretty much it. That's... I wouldn't think in our 40th episode we would have to talk about this. No. And have two Heymans man's about the pretty much the same topic about the same driver hey man it's supposed to be a fun segment listen to what these idiots are saying online yeah and now it's turned into a vent vent segment in a way yeah so i think i would i would hey man uh the nascar officials at this point i would even hey man bubba because he just like i said he just reacted like he was supposed to when he was told yeah well hey man stop it yeah (laughs) stop it it's time to stop
Well, Preston, I think that was a good Hangman segment. We'll just let it go from there. Let us know what you think on the Marbleheads out there. Let us know what you think. I'm, like, I'm curious to know what they think because I haven't seen much stuff from them. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But we're going to get into our final thoughts here and start wrapping up this 40th episode. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. All right, Preston, before we get into the special surprise I have for everybody and the special memories, we're going to take down memory lane here for this episode. Who do you have for this weekend? Two cup races, Xfinity and truck. We'll start off with the trucks. I'm going to go with Austin Hill. Good pick. Uh, Grant Infinger is another one. Um, probably Ben Rhodes. I'm going to put Matt Crafton in there because they need a rebound, and hopefully they'll get a rebound here at some point. Yeah. I think Todd Gillen would not be a pretty bad pick either. They're getting there. All right, so here are my picks here. Sauter, Moffitt, Gillen, Infinger, Hill. Dark Horse is going to be Lassard. That's a good one. That's my top. That's, that's a good one. That's my picks. Now, for Xfinity, I, I still like Junior Motorsports. I still like what they're doing here. So, Gregson's going to be up there. Chase Briscoe. Ross Jastain, I think, is going to be a, a big pick for me from now on. Arnett, Alfredo, Dark Horse is going to be Myatt Snyder. That's a good I like that. Xfinity, I'm, I agree with you. I'm going to put both Noah Gregson and Chase Briscoe in there. I think they're two guys that are pretty consistent at this point. Yeah. Almost like the big three that we saw last year. Venture to put Harrison Burton in there, too. And um, I'm going to go Brandon Jones and then Justin Allgaier. And my dark horse would be... I'm not even going to put Brandon Jones in there. I'm going to take him out and put Daniel Hamrick in there. Okay. And then the dark horse would probably be Michael Annette. All right, very nice. Now, for Cup, it's completely different. This is going to be the first time they're going to race in this type of format, one race after the another, same cars and everything. Yeah. Ryan Blaney... Solid runs at Pocono. Got his first career win at Pocono. Two's going to be Hamlin. Swept that race in 2006 as a rookie. He knows how to get around there. Matt Kenseth. Ooh. Only because I've seen him win at Pocono, and so he knows how to drive there. He won on a fuel mileage race. Okay. Before stage racing, but I think Matt Kenseth will run well there. Brad Keselowski, always a pick. I think he's always a good pick. And Kurt Busch. Okay. For both Saturday and Sunday. This is going to be for both Saturday and Sunday. With my dark horse being the last time that car went to victory lane there with Ryan Blaney, Matt Benedetto. Okay, I like that. I mean, these picks aren't going to reflect my fantasy lineup that I'm going to... I usually set my fantasy lineup the morning of when sometimes I get, like, change of wins, and I'm like, hmm, maybe somebody else might work here. So I'm thinking Kevin Harvick is definitely going to be somebody to watch for. I think he's going to be able to do back-to-backs easily, which I think they're supposed to invert the field at one point for the, the next day, I think. I don't really know. I'm going to have to... Listen to what they're going to have to say about that. I'm going to keep Kevin Harvick in there. Uh, I'm going to put Chase Elliott in there as well with Denny Hamlin. And I'm also going to put Martin Truex Jr. in there and then Alex Bowman. Okay. I think Alex Bowman's getting there. Yeah. And for a dark horse, Tyler Reddick. I like Tyler Reddick. Yeah. I picked Cole Custer to win Rookie of the Year. You picked Tyler Reddick. I'm regretting my decision now. You're looking very good for Rookie of the Year. Now, speaking of fantasy... Our updated fantasy standings for In the Marbles 2.0 has Beamer on the Beamer still in the lead with 2,141 points. SMR R&D, 2,053. I'm in third with 2,011. Meep Meep. Who's Meep Meep? Uh, that is one of our other listeners. I believe that is uh, Holland is his name. I don't really recognize that name from the past few weeks. Oh, well. Did he change his name? He might have. Well, Meep was- Meep now. <laughs> Is in fourth with 1,925. S. Blades in fifth with 1,886. J. Waka Flocka moving high in the standings now. He has actually surpassed you for sixth place with 1,867. 1774, you, yeah. SMR Operations, 43andMe, 1712. With a 1699 in ninth place, Crunchy Enterprises, Wiregrass Racing, which is my dad. I don't think he's actually paying attention to this because he's dropped way low in the standings here Uh-oh. over the past few weeks. Or he's just having bad luck. Either way, 1,607. And then 11th place with 1,548 points, BK Racing 57. And again, folks, that's for a $200 Amazon gift or $100 Amazon <laughs> gift card. We will make sure to do this next year. So make sure to uh, be on the lookout for that around Daytona 500 time frame where yeah. we're going to introducing the marbles 2.0 again for everybody for the chance to win that hundred dollar amazon gift card all right so final thoughts here so preston our 40th episodes here 
I didn't think we'd get this far. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, we made it. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're climbing the ladder slowly. We've gone through so much here. We've gone through new equipment. We've had three, four driver interviews. Yep. We, we've, got, we've got YouTube going on now. And from what I hear, we still got some kinks to work out. But we're getting there. Hope you guys enjoy that. I feel we've grown so much as a podcast from episode one till now. What's your favorite memory so far? I mean, there's quite a bit of them. I think one of the one of the ones I remember the most that I think is the funniest. The one of our more recent ones when you were quizzing Caroline when she was oh like, yeah yes, that one week and you were like these are basic questions that softball questions softball questions that nascar fans should know and she still had some trouble with it so. well and, and in all fairness <laughs> softball to me could be hardball to someone else right and i thought that was really funny I, I appreciate her being on anytime because i think she's a lot of fun to be on the show and that's that's a good one but one of my favorite memories was we did our first driver interview at charlotte motor speedway during the roval we had the camper we brought all this equipment more equipment than we have now needless to say we brought a computer, we brought the microphones, which were crappy microphones, man. And we've gotten a lot better with it. These aren't the best, but they're way better than what we had. And we brought everything. We sat Charlingtown. We only had two mics. And so you and I are sitting on this bench together, and we're, we're trying to interview this guy because we gave him the mic. And we were passing the mic back and, and forth. And we're just, hey, Preston, what do you think? And moving the mic. It's like, I'm fixing in post, man. Here, fixing in post. And we bring it back. And I'm talking to Charlie, and I've known Charlie now, I mean, at that time, what was 2019, I've known him for about 11 years, 10, 11 years, and you weren't really talking. You really didn't know how to, at the, when you first started, you were so shy, I feel. You've gotten better, Yeah. by the way. Thank you. Thank, you're welcome. And you're sitting there on your phone, and there came a point in the show where you're texting your wife, where you just kind of leaned over and went, yeah, and you just kept texting. Go back and listen to that episode. It was our... I think third episode here in In the Marvels. If you haven't checked that out, interview with Charlie Hercus, it's a good one. And there came a point where your phone rang. Oh, is that your wife? Oh, man, you better take that. And you got up, walked out, and slammed the camper door. And we didn't see you for an hour. We continued (laughs) on for a good hour just talking about Charlie and his life and his career in racing. And I thought that was the funniest thing, man. You just gone. We had... Some interesting things happened that weekend. I think we got locked out of the camper at one point. We too. did have to do a little VEIS. We sent you in. Said we can open the window. You go. Yeah, the window over the the table inside. That was. Um, well, thank goodness that was open because oh man. I I just I have to tell for the fans at home and for everybody on YouTube. What was funny was we all. What were we? It was at night. I think we either just we went. I think we went to the showers. Don't say it like that. Well, not like that, but it was a, <laughs> not like that. But it was it was just like one of those days where it was just like, and we all came back, right? So we all come back, and <laughs> my goodness, I think man, you were in the lead, and you went to open the door, and it wouldn't open. And you turned and looked, and you were like, "Do you have the keys?" And I was like, "I don't have the keys. I'm not in charge of anything here." And Charlie was like, well, "I don't have the keys either." And we we're just like, "Well, crap." <laughs> I, like, I, I do recall that, oh, yeah. Oh, I think I left the keys inside, and we were like, oh, no. Uh, of course, Beamer. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, no. Man. So Beamer's on the phone. How do we get in? And we're like, well, maybe that window is open. And we we got the window open, so it was. Sure enough, it was. We he hoed you in there, man. We he hoed you in there. Yeah, everybody looked at me, and uh, they were like, the smallest person's got Smallest go. person, man. Yeah, Preston, you're going in. Yeah, you're going in, dude. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, another funny episode to me, it was the first time, I believe, that I did a solo episode. It was a Christmas special. And I planned everything out. I got a new intro in. I was going to do a nice little sketch and Christmas, you know, intro. It's going to be a great episode. Preston's going to love it. I can't wait to see his face light up. And guess what? Uh, hey, Beamer. I can't uh, come over. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Why? Uh, I'll talk to you about it later. I just can't make it. It's like, okay, Preston. Well, if you can't make it, I guess I'll do the show alone. And it's so awkward for me, man, because I'm sitting there. Thank God YouTube wasn't on yet because I was sitting there. So, yeah, yeah, we got no racing here, but here's the news. And I would look. Oh, I have no one to respond to. You're going to need to get a 
cardboard cutout of me. It was the most awkward episode I felt, but a very popular one. Can't wait till this year's episode. I, so I threw together something. I just threw the best of what we had, our 20 episodes, or maybe, what, 10, 15 episodes at the time. I thought that was a lot of fun, our Christmas episode. But I want to thank 40 episodes in, all the fans. Yeah. Everybody who listens to the show, supports us on YouTube, supports us on Facebook, Twitter, everything. It can It's getting so much better. We're getting, I'm having so much fun doing this. You're getting better at this. I enjoy it immensely. I'm glad we got YouTube up. Little tweaks to work out here. I mean, we should just thank not only all of our loyal listeners from stateside, but I mean... India? Yeah, I mean, let's see. New Zealand? India, uh, Ireland, Puerto Rico, the UK, Canada, Germany, Australia. Everybody. Everybody who's listening to this or will listen to this, I appreciate it more than you know. We, we, we're just two guys. Like I, like I said, we're here to talk about racing. Yeah. You and I have a passion for racing, and we want to share our passion with everybody else mm-hmm. who wants to sit down for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour at some episodes and listen to us talk our points of views on racing. And I appreciate it immensely. Yeah. Really do. But Preston, that was our 40th episode, man. Now, I, I will say this. For the fans out there, what do you want to see us do for our 50th episode? Oh, God. <clears throat> 10 episodes away, so you got 10 weeks to think about it. Yeah. And I tell you what, the one who comes up with the best answer, what we're going to do for our 50th episode in the Marvel's t-shirt. I like it. The same one I have on now. I was going to wear mine this week, but I'll wear it next week. No, yeah, well, it's too late now, buddy. We yep. still got t-shirts next available. Week is not too late. And, the, and you know what? I mean, we're going to drop the price on them. They were originally 20 bucks. They're not flying off the shelves like I thought they were. <laughs> It just takes time. So the shirts are now going to be 10 bucks a piece. We still have a few left over. If all those sell out, I'll order another batch and we will sell them. So I'm going through real quick before we, you know, before we get out of here and let everybody go. And our, I'm looking at, it has a list on this app of our top episodes. And do you know what the top episode is? Daytona Escapades. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. 80 listens, man. That's a pretty because popular I gave, one. I gave so many shout outs and I was so excited after that episode. Like, this is the amount of people we're going to have listen to us every week. False. That is not. YouTube is slowly <laughs> gaining traction. We actually had our first comment. It was on the uh, Confederate flag band, the Hey Man from the Confederate flag. Oh, okay. And this guy's saying... He pretty much, I'm going to paraphrase here. It's this guy named Jamal. And he said, nobody's really going to miss it after a while. It's like, I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yeah. going to be. And I find it funny how people that say I'm done with the sport are still the ones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything saying NASCAR is dead. I'm never watching NASCAR again. Don't talk, dude. The same people that say NASCAR is dead since Dale Hernard died. But our, yeah, exactly. <laughs> our first comment on YouTube we're getting slowly into listens. We've got over two hours of watch. What that means, I don't know. I don't think everybody's watching our videos all the way through yet. I didn't know it really told you that anyways. Oh, yeah. It breaks it down for you. But thanks again to all the fans. Remember, whoever comes up with the best idea for the 50th episode will get an In the Marvels t-shirt. T-shirts are now on sale for 10 bucks. We're going to cut them in half. So 10 bucks for a t-shirt if you want one. In the Marvels at Hotmail.com. And we'll get you one. But Preston, do you have anything else before we wrap up this episode? Nope, I do not. All right, buddy. Well, I'd like to thank everybody again so much for tuning in this week in in Marvel's. A very special milestone for us here, our 40th episode. Hope to bring you plenty more over the next years. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And drop us an email for that idea of the 50th episode at inthemarbles.hotmail.com. For Preston Ludi Mappinger, thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there and have a good rest of the week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 